The Mike Tannenbaum's coming out, Connor, and he's saying that the Patriots are the best trade destination for Julio Jones. Is this just another case of a star player being linked to the Patriots that we know was all going to roll out just to be a bunch of BS? Do they got the cap? Would it make them? Would Jones make the Patriots Super Bowl contenders? What are the odds the Patriots actually make this trade? We're going to discuss all that. I also want to talk about. Robert Kraft talking about rolling out the red carpet for Tom Brady, being excited for his return to Gillette Stadium, and whether or not Bill Belichick should even think, think, Connor, about Mac Jones starting week four. And maybe we should stop thinking about making Tom Brady comfortable and maybe start thinking about, hey, maybe we should make the greatest quarterback of all time a little uncomfortable in his return to New England if we really want him to come to New England Sack City. We're going to talk about all that right here today on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, a.k.a. Shades. I'm here with my boy, Connor, the Boston Boomer. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this beautiful Monday, May the 17th, day one of two of the podcasts. We will be back on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, sir. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, guys, when you sign up for the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon, you're going to get an exclusive video podcast five days a week, Sunday through Thursday. You'll also have the opportunity to join us for the Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. When you sign up for Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club, you there's no tears, there's no extra costs. It's $5 a month and you'll have access to all the content. By joining the Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. So get your exclusive Dear Patch Nation content for only $5 a month by joining the Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club. Exclusive content, only $5, over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've left a link to our Patreon page in the description of the show, wherever or however you're watching or listening. Connor and I are actually, we're just there recording our Patreon video cast for tonight. And yes, sir. We, well, we actually reacted to the news of uh, Hoyer the Destroyer returning yeah. to the New England Patriots. And I'm sure we'll have a little bit to talk about tonight about that. But if you want to get our first initial reactions to it, uh, head on over there. And you can also listen to 10 minutes of Connor and I debating whether or not I should move to Florida. So Yeah, that too. <laughs> lots, 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 lots more. And uh, listen, $5 ain't a lot of money. Come on, guys. No. Uh, Connor, how you doing, buddy? Long time no see. I know what's going on. How was the weekend? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was. I worked, so you know. But I uh, yeah. got to enjoy a little bit of the fine weather here in Toronto. How was the weather in Mass? It was gorgeous here. Gorgeous. Um, it was nice here. It was. was. Yeah, it was very nice. You actually had correctly. all day off on Sunday, didn't you? I did. I did. I didn't know what to do with myself. I say, like we had. Uh, 
we had plans for Sunday nights and I just kept thinking to myself, I can't do these plans because I got to go stream with Connor. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah, we hit about 80 degrees here uh, in Toronto and nice. it was over 80 again today here today. Just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But again, I was working. So I spent most of it just staring out my window, wishing I was outside, but it's hot. I'm sweating my bag off right now. My sunglasses are condensating up from my sweat. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough show. It's going to be a tough yeah. show. Even my basement that's usually nice and cool is not cool right now. I'm not this close, to, this close to turning on the central air. Yeah. At some point you have to. Is your air on? It's on. I don't know if you can hear it, but I just turned it on. It wasn't on for the Patreon, and then I turned it on in between. Oh, you couldn't take it anymore? Well, maybe you shouldn't wear a hoodie if it's that hot. I know, that too. But it was 76 degrees in my apartment, so. That's that's warm. Yeah, it was too warm. I had to turn it on. And you're still wearing a hoodie? Yeah, I'm trying to rep the brand. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, we're going to talk some Patriots now. We're going to talk some Julio Jones. First reaction, don't go deep into it. First reaction when you hear that the Patriots are the perfect trading spot for destination for Julio Jones. No. <laughs> that's the reaction? Just that's, no. that's my reaction. I don't think he's coming. I've, we've been hearing he's coming for like three years. It's like the same thing as Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, there's... Julio Jones is a fantastic receiver. He's probably one of the, still to this day, one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL. He'd be fantastic on the Patriots. He'd be fantastic on the Seahawks. He'd be fantastic on the 49ers. It doesn't matter what team he would go to. I think he's a great fit for everyone. He'd be a great fit for the Patriots, obviously. But also, I I, I don't know if it would make sense. The Patriots are going to be a run-first team, I think. They're going to throw to the tight ends a lot. I mean, I don't know if they really need to to give up anything to go get Julio Jones at this point. God, you just no faith. I, he was at Logan airport today. Was he hanging out with um, Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, he was there. Him and Odell and Larry yep. were all tossing football around at the, at the terminal at, did, at Logan airport. Did Mo channel put that picture up there? Uh, no, Mo channel's got the exclusive interview tomorrow though. Good for him. That doesn't surprise me at all. Ladies and gentlemen, support of Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Stop overpaying for weights and gym memberships. Visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights on Instagram and get your weights today. Tell them that Deer Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off of every order. You can also check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company and save 5% using the code RAYROUTE when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and save yourself 5% using that code RAYROUTE. Connor, how do you spell that? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Guys, also, Street Brew is the official coffee of Deer Pats Nation. Visit streetbrew.ca. Street Brew's obsession with the quality coffee has... Street Brew's obsession with quality coffee has motivated them to develop a unique custom blended and craft roasted line of superior coffees. Street Brew's coffee was developed a product for discerning coffee consumers. The sale of every bag of coffee and merchandise will provide funds that will directly impact the homeless. Get the official coffee of Deer Pats Nation by visiting www.streetbrew.ca. I butchered that slug so bad. I feel like I owe Street Brew money now. And also, guys, visit manscaped.com and save yourself 20% plus free shipping when you use the code RAYROUTE. Connor, how do you spell that? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. And get your hands on the very best male grooming products and save 20% plus free shipping using the code RAYROUTE. When you visit manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. We've left a link to all our generous sponsors and partners in the description wherever and however you're listening or watching this show. 
All right. Love Vibration Nation says, any other year, the Jones rumor doesn't have legs, but this year is different. Wino, Harry, in a sixth for Julio. Julio. Oh, my gosh. Julio <laughs> in a fifth. Do it, Bill. Do it now. Love Do Vibration it now, Nation Bill. Says. Do it now. All right. If that's the trade, let's do it. I want it done by the end of the day. It's 9-11 here. You have two hours and 40-something minutes. I don't know. But do it now, Bill. Would you rather Wino or would you rather s switch wine, Wino or Wino, Wino, Chase Winovich, so it's Wino. Would you rather switch that out with like a Sony Michelle? Eh, either or. I let either one of them go. They're obviously stacked at the linebacker position, but they're going to be pretty deep at the running back position. So either one and Harry in a sixth, Julio in a fifth. Let's do it. I'm pretty, sh I'm pretty sure they're going to be looking for picks, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think they'd be looking for draft capital. I think they, bare minimum, bare minimum, I think a second. So, yeah, so it was Mike Tannenbaum who said that the Patriots uh, are the best. So I'm going to ask you, is this just an, another case of a star player reportedly being available and the Patriots being linked? Because the Patriots, even before this year, have been linked to everybody on the planet. I was just going to say that. I, I don't think it matters what player it is, if there's a star player out there who's potentially going to be traded or there's rumors that they're going to be traded, one of the number one teams they're going to be linked to is the Patriots every time. Every time there's somebody on the trading block, it's like, oh, they should go to the Patriots. Yeah, and I, I agree with you for the most part there as well, but Love Vibration Nation does bring up a good point. I'm going to touch upon that as well. But yeah, every time somebody's available, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Patriots, yep. even when we he's not available, even when there's just like fans just think he's available make the trade for odell beckham jr we're always asking for ridiculous moves we're always asking for moves that we know aren't going to happen that being said love vibration nation makes a good point because connor if i would have told you before this season started that bill belichick was going to go out and draft or sorry and sign nelson Aguilar, kendrick Bourne, matt judon re-sign kyle yeah. van noy re-sign nick folk Yep. You know, um, bring in Jalen Mills, somehow still have Stephon Gilmore and JC Jackson on the team, bring back David Andrews, bring in Ted Karras, uh, bring in Devin Gotcha, bring in Henry Anderson. Then he's going to go and he's going to draft possibly the future quarterback in Mac Jones. If our, you know, let's have faith, the future quarterback in Mac Jones, the best interior defensive lineman in the draft, what could possibly be the steal of the draft in Perkins, they're going to get. Ramadre Stevenson, who's probably going to be an upgrade over Sony Michelle. So if I said to you, hey, they are going to nail free agency and they're going to nail the draft, what would you have said to me? I never in a million years would have believed it. I mean, you could have told me that they were going to sign John o. Smith and Hunter Henry, and I would have laughed in your face and been like, yeah, maybe we'll be lucky if they get one of them. So I never would have even believed that to begin with. Everything they did in free agency, I am still dumbfounded by. I think they nailed the draft as well, like you said. So I completely and utterly agree with Love Vibration Nation here. He's absolutely correct. Any other year, it wouldn't have made, it would be like there's no chance. But this year, they've done everything that I would not have expected them to do. I also love that I listed every player that they signed except for the two biggest signings they had in their tight end. So thank you for bringing those two up. Right. Well, um, everyone, everyone in general, though, I never would have guessed that. But the, like those two specifically, once they signed John U. Smith right out the gate, I was like, oh, well, obviously they're not going to get Hunter Henry now. Yeah. So again, and the probability of, of Julio Jones coming to the Patriots in my mind is still slim. 
Yeah. But if there was a year it was going to happen, and I'm not trying to build this up. I'm not trying to say to people, the reason it's the title of this podcast is because that was the biggest story to talk about today was Mike Tannenbaum saying that the Patriots are the best, you know, trade destination for Julio Jones. There's not a lot to talk about May 17th. Hence why we're no longer doing the podcast five days a week right now, (laughs) you know, Um, because it was exhausting trying to come up with content every day of the week. That being said, as much as I think it's improbable that it's going to happen, this is the year it could happen. Or if this is the year it did happen, I'd be on here smoking the fake cigar, you know, pumping Belichick, that kind of thing. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked. Do you know what I mean? Because it would just be another surprising move. And it would sort of put the cherry on top of what was probably the most exciting off season for any Patriots fan ever. Oh, absolutely. And I was absolutely ecstatic watching those plays come in, like those players get signed for the first three days. I remember like halfway through day three, you and I were texting each other like, all right, we're we're getting anxious. Like they need to sign somebody now because it was such an active two days and it was so exciting. I mean, if if they're going to make another big move, nothing at this point will surprise me because I've already been so surprised by everything that they did those those days in free agency. Now can we play a little bit of spoiler and a little bit of rain on your parade? Yes. I'm not entirely sure that the economics will allow the Patriots to make this move for Julio Jones. Right. So he's a $23 million cap hit this year. Irregardless of what happens, it's 23 million. The Patriots, I still think, need to sign like five of their seven draft picks. I believe that Mac Jones isn't signed yet, I don't think, right? Like, I know they haven't signed all of their draft picks, or maybe he is. They have to be, if they're at camp, it means they're signed, right? Is that the way it works? I'm not sure how that works, but I I know that they haven't signed everyone. Definitely. I I know that all their draft picks aren't signed yet. Right. You figure at some point they still need to make some sort of deal for Stephon Gilmore. Right, that too. Whether that's trade him away or give him a new deal, I just don't see him playing this year for $7 million cash. I'm hoping, though, also they can kind of finagle it. I don't know. Maybe they're going to give him some sort of like bonus and then he does play for that or something. I don't know. So McChicken says that Mac Jones and Perkins are unsigned. Big MGM says. So the biggest money people are unsigned. Yeah. Uh, Big MGM says literally the only logical way to get Julio is a Gilmore trade. It's legit. Uh, I guess that makes sense. It's yeah. legitimately the only way. I just want to see. I mean, at that point, it would probably be, in my opinion, almost a straight up trade. We'll trade you Gilmore. You trade us Julio. Cap hit is still less for Gilmore, though. Right. Like they'll be saving now. They'll probably have enough money with it if they let go of Gilmore. So Gilmore's a $16.2 million cap hit with a $7.6 million dead cap on him. Yep. So doing quick math, that frees up what? $9 million? $9 million, $9 million, yeah. So add that to 15 that brings us to $24 million. They still got to free up some space somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I, although I think that there's going to be a good amount of people that they also cut. Cut, and I think you could restructure Hightower. Like, I think the Hightower yep. deal would definitely have to be restructured at that point. I and, heard if they cut Matt Lacoste, they'll save a million dollars. Okay, but still, <laughs> you can't do it a million at a time. They need some sort of big chunk save, and I think that right. would have to come in a, in a Hightower restructure or, 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 I guess, an extension. 
which I'd be good with extend high tower right. and save some money and, and move on. But th- that's probably the bit economics is still tight and the Patriots, which, which most teams should, you always want to go into the season with like $5 million in your pocket. Yeah. Just in case, just in case you want to make a mid season trade or yep. you need to sign somebody or something happens. Like you, you kind of need that money kicking around. Right. If the Patriots did pull off what I think we can only describe as the impossible right now, and if they were to sign or trade for Julio Jones, would that make the Patriots legitimate Super Bowl contenders in your mind? Yes, yes, because they, in my mind, already are, although we all know that my mind is very out there. But they have what should be a top five. I'm going to continue to say a top three defense. I genuinely think they're going to be a top three defense. I think they're going to have one of, if not the best special teams. And I think the offense is vastly improved. The only thing that could hold this offense back is if Cam Newton plays the way that he played last season. But if Cam Newton even plays remotely good, they should win double digit wins and they should absolutely make the playoffs. So I think they should be a Super Bowl contender. Julio Jones would definitely help them out a bit, but I also think it's going to come back to the quarterback play. So I saw this tweet by Patrick Chung a couple of days ago, and I bookmarked it specifically for when you started talking about some sort of prediction for the Patriots. I'm ready. Patrick Chung, Patriots legend, agreed or disagree? Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Chung had a great career. May 15th, he tweeted, it's okay to be in denial. It's not okay to be delusional. <laughs> Is he trying to make fun of the Patriots defense without him? <laughs> no, I think he was directly making fun of you. Is that what he was saying? Now, now I'm going to have to DM him. <laughs> You're going to have to DM him. <laughs> You'll be happy in the last three days. I've not had any Twitter beef. That's pretty good. Wow. Three, day, three days, huh? Without starting any beef. Have you been staying off the internets? I have not. I have not. But it was established Friday night in our Patreon exclusive live stream that by, I think it was Chevy, that I'm a troll. He did say that. He did. Chevy did, did say that. I, I didn't know. That. I didn't know I was. Okay. <laughs> but then you and I recorded Sunday's episode on Friday night and yeah. we, we did conclude I was a troll. So he, he said it like it was common knowledge. That was the funny thing. And you and I didn't know. And I was like, I, wait, yeah, I know. I was like, wait, what? And he's like, well, obviously. <laughs> but we've determined that I'm a lovable troll. Yes. I'm not a hateful troll. I'm a lovable troll. Except for like friend of the show, Doug Kide. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Julio, (laughs) I don't know if Julio Jones, I talked about him on Patreon tonight very nicely. Yes. Yes. He has a lot of good things to contribute sometimes. He does. When he contributes good things, I give him the credit. Yeah. But, um, okay. So I don't know if Julio Jones solidifies the Patriots as Super Bowl champions in my honest opinion, or makes them Super Bowl contenders. I do believe though, that Julio Jones gives them the best opportunity to be, I know I think they would be, I think Julio Jones would make them favorites for the AFC East. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether you, you know, you want it or not, football always starts in the division and there's tough teams ahead of us in the division. The Buffalo bills are favorites, at least in my mind to win the AFC East this year. After free agency, I had said that the Patriots leapfrogged the dolphins after the draft they're probably almost even or the dolphins could have re-leaped the Patriots on paper. Right. I think the dolphins and the Patriots both have the same issue 
and it's their quarterbacks, how are they going to perform this year? Is Tua going to take that big step, and is Cam going to you know be decent? I think and that's going to be the big thing. My whole thing has always been, though, Connor, and you know this, just get into the playoffs. Yeah. And if you can make the playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. We've seen yeah. it with the Giants twice, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, look, I know the Bruins have started their playoff run in the NHL, and I'm Go sure. Bruins. They, did they lose last night to the Capitals, or did they win? They, they lost the other night. They did. They were. I yeah. know they were tied, and I, I saw everybody freaking out on – on, they lost in um, extra innings or whatever it is in hockey. <laughs> Overtime? Yeah. Yep, they lost. Yeah. But I still think they got a good chance of beating Washington. But, again, it's that old adage of – now, they they had a great finish to the season. I think they won, like, 15 of their last, like, 20 games or something like that. But I also think, too, like, you know, just get to the playoffs and anything can happen. We're not here to talk about the Bruins. It just reminded me that the Bruins are in the playoffs. Right. Uh, we've seen it with the Red Sox. Yep. Just, you know, not, you know, coming to the wild card and go and win the World Series. It's right. It can happen. And and it can always, you know, and you can kind of get anywhere. So that's my whole thing is just get into the playoffs. What odds do you give the Patriots to make this trade? If you were Vegas, what, what would you handicap this as? Oh, this is this is low. I'm I'm going to say plus 800. I'm, I think it's very low. OK, if you were on DraftKings right now and it was plus 800, would you drop a Drop a 10 spot on that? No. No? No. I see these types of things all the time, and I think that this is free money for Vegas. When I see some of this stuff, I'm like, Vegas knows this is never going to happen. They know a a ton of people out there are going to bet $20 to win $400, and they're just going to take all of your money at the end of the day, and it's free money for them. I think it's one of those type of things. You only make the smart bets, like parlay the Bruins, the Red Sox, and Patriots Patriots win the championships. All throughout, I have the Bruins winning the the World Cup or whatever it is. I'm excited for that. So when all that happens, we're going to be in a good spot. When they I'm going to be World retired. Cup? I'm going to be retired. You're ninety three thousand dollars, right? Yep, yep. That's only on one of the bets. How many did you make? I also have just pay, just the Patriots and the the. Oh Red yeah, Sox. that's, that's a, a serious one. That's a that's, that's a, a sixty thousand dollar payout, right? Yeah, we put all those together, and you know, and you, you're a trillionaire. I'm 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 going above a billionaire at that point. I'm I'm moving to an island or something. Yeah, well, I just said trillionaire, and trillion is more than a billion. So, so yeah, same thing, right? Billion, trillion, <laughs> millions. So, what, once once you get surpassed that amount, once I'm you're good. in the aliens, yeah, once you're in the aliens, you're good. Uh, so, guys, in gambling, for those of you non-gamblers, as you know, Connor and I are both gamblers. In gambling, they have what's called smart money, and when I make bets on Sunday, I look at the smart money. Where's the smart money coming in? And the smart money is taking what are called like good odds betting. So if you have a thing like, say the Patriots are playing the Bills and the Bills are minus 500 for that game, smart money would start betting on the Patriots because that's a, that's a big payout for you. If you, if you're, if you're taking the Patriots, uh, because that means the Patriots would be like plus if the, if the bills are minus 500, I know Vegas grounds out that make the Patriots What about plus 400? I know it's always yeah, less when you go in that, the yeah, in, the, in that range for sure. Yeah. So you bet a hundred bucks, you win 400 bucks basically. So the smart money would bet the Patriots because odds are the Patriots could pull off that game. Connor believes he's smart money by making these parlays. That's right. I have the Patriots and the Red Sox winning. And, and the, the Bruins. Bruins. And the Bruins. Yeah, no homer at all in his betting. It's all just... Now, you pick the Patriots no matter what, right? Yes. 
Like, even if they're massive underdogs, even if you know they're going to lose the game, like you pick the Patriots. I'd pick the Patriots, yeah. I'll stand by them. See, Connor is what's known as sucker money in the gambling world. It used to be good money back in the day when they won every week. Yeah, but now it's sucker Chain. money. Yeah, now it's Now changed. it's sucker money. So I got to say, I've been watching Red Sox fans turn on the Red Sox the last couple of days. They had a great couple of days until yesterday. Yesterday was a mess. And I watched everybody just even you were on the on the hate wagon on Twitter. It's just amazing to me how how quickly like Gabby was very vocal yesterday. I don't know if you saw any of her tweets. I see her tweets all the time, yeah. Like she was ready to write this team off for the season after that game yesterday. Like you you Red Sox fans are so quick to turn after one game in a hundred and sixty two game season. That's the thing. There's hundred and sixty one other games. Yesterday was a mess. Probably going to go down as one of the wor- their worst games of the season overall because it's a game they definitely should have won. But yeah, there's 161 other games. They're going to be fine. They're still uh, doing fine. I'm going to stand by though that Red Sox fans are quicker to hate than Patriot fans are. Yeah, the Red Sox fans get get upset quickly. And uh, so, kind of a I guess we'll call it a rivalry game, even though I'm not really a fan of the Blue Jays, but it's my hometown. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Are they playing the Red Sox? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's your next series starting Tuesday because you're off tonight, right? Yes. Yes, they are yep. tonight. Yep. Series starts Tuesday. Toronto and you want to bet on that game? We should. I figure I'm from Toronto. I should support All them. Right. All what right. Wanna, what do you want to bet? You want to bet the series or the game? No, we'll bet the series. The series? You want to go double me? or nothing on the 50 you owe me? That's true. I do owe you that. Yes. I will go double or nothing. And if they lose the series, I'll pay it out on Friday. All right. All right. We'll go double or nothing on that 50 then. All right. Perfect. I don't have confidence in this bet, by the way, guys, but since it's free, it's basically oh, free, it's the free Blue money. The Blue Jays are looking good too, though, man. The Blue Jays are good. They got good. pitching issues. They got major, major pitching issues. I know. Their issues. offense is phenomenal, though. And their defense sucks. I don't know if you saw yeah. it. Like, they've made the, like, their defense makes the misplays of the week every week. Right. They crushed the Phillies yesterday, though. Yeah, I know they did. I watched some of that game. They Whoa, started the game good. off with back-to-back home runs. Who they was did. it? Uh, Semyon and Bouchette. It was Bouchette. And Bouchette, yeah. you, I love Bouchette's swing. He's, I a know, He's a stud, too. I know we talk about Vladdy all the time. but He's Bouchette, absolutely phenomenal. Bouchette is the – but Bouchette is the most all over. He's a great defender. He's a great hitter. He's a great yep. everything. I'm telling you, when they all develop, Bouchette's going to be the best player on that team. I still stand by it. Yeah, I don't disagree. He's he's going to be a stud, and I think Vlad's going to be a little bit one-dimensional. I think he's going to end up being a DH. He's going to be, gonna be a very good DH. Yeah, he's going to be an excellent power hitter. Yep. But yeah, I think that's that's what he'll end up being. But he but looks diff- absolutely phenomenal right now. The difference between him and his dad, though, is he doesn't strike out like his dad. Yeah. He's got a lot of plate discipline. Sometimes too much. Last year, that was his biggest problem. He had too much discipline, and he was taking strikes that he should be swinging on. Right. Yeah, because. He's got that big swing like his dad, though, that huge swing. Yeah. All right. So we got 50 on the series. Yep. Again, I don't feel confident in this series because I just think overall the Boston's a better team, but it's free money for me. Yeah. So either I'm going to double up or I'm going to be back where I started. So I, th- I feel very in between about it. I think one of the teams is going to beat the other one two to one. I thought you were going to say one of the teams are going to win, the other one's going to lose. I was like, very good. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a 2 1 series, and I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Is it a three-game series? I would assume so. Most of them are. Let me look, watch. It's going to be a four-game series. I was going to say, yeah, that'll be our luck. But like 80%, 90% of the series 
on baseball or a three game series. They always do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking up the the, the game now. I'm on NBA for some reason. Uh, MLB. I gotta add the Celtics to one of these parlays, huh? Aren't the Celtics out? Or are they still? Oh, in? I don't. Oh, I don't know. That'd be a really good long shot if they're out. Then. <laughs> yeah, you probably get good odds. On I will it. bet them for the, to win the 2022 uh, championship Please. cup. <laughs> the championship cup. Championship cup Super Bowl. It's not. A, it's not a cup. What do they win in basketball? The O'Brien Trophy, or is whatever? that what it is? Yeah. It is not. It's a three-game series. You play the Phillies okay. on, on the twenty-first. All right. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Yeah. There we go. So there will be a winner. Nice. Oh, I should have just. I see. I knew I should have collected the fifty from you last week. Should have. <laughs> I should have. Now I fucking open it up. All right. No one wants. All right. So we got a fifty-dollar bet. I got the Blue Jays. Connor's got the Red Sox. Yes, Connor's fifty-fifty on his bet. Uh, I'm I'm not confident at all, but free money for me. Let's talk before we get into the whole, you know, Tom Brady coming back and Robert Kraft rolling out the red carpet. Before we head to break, let's look at Love Vibration Nation's comment here saying Hoyer is back. Stid is on the block now. You and I did discuss this during the Patreon tonight. Yeah, uh, we both believe that this is bye bye for Jared Stidham now. Correct? Yeah, he he's I I don't know if Love Vibration Nation saying here he's on the chopping block or he's on the trading block because. I don't think there's going to be really any trading partners out there for Jared Stidham. I think he's on the, you know, bye-bye block. I don't think we see him as a Patriot going into the season. I think he's somebody that they're going to cut and save the the minuscule amount of money they have on him. They would not sign Brian Hoyer back if that wasn't the case. I think Brian Hoyer has a 0.0% chance of playing, but if Bill Belichick wants a third quarterback, I think it would be Hoyer over Stidham at this point. I do want to make a correction to the Celtics are in the playoff tournament. Wow, look at them go. So I'm not from from Boston, and I'm not a Celtics fan, so I shouldn't be down on this, but Connor should be in trouble for this one. Yes, I will make up for it by betting $11 parlay on all four teams to win now, and it will pay me $287,000. So the game is tomorrow night against the Washington Wizards, just so you know. Washington Wizards, nice. Just I have the Celtics winning that one. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think that what I what I believe this is is Jared Stidham can't teach Mac Jones how to play quarterback. All right. He's bringing in Brian Hoyer to be a mentor. Let's not forget that Mac Jones – will not be learning how to play football like Cam Newton. Cam Newton can mentor him in other ways, like mentally tough and that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of things that Cam Newton can teach him, especially from a leadership standpoint. For sure. But they play two different games. Mac Jones is probably more similar to Brian Hoyer. Now, they have different games as well because Mac's a little bit more mobile. But they're a little bit closer than than that. So I think that's why he's there. And I don't think they're going to carry four... I don't believe they're going to carry four quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think that Jared Stidham is done, to be honest with you. Me too. I think that he is – I don't know if anybody's going to be lining up to trade for him anywhere down yeah. the line. He's going to have to come out and have a hell of a camp that says, oh, man, he could compete with Mac Jones to be the starter one day, so we have to keep him. That's the only way that Jared Stidham, I believe, is on the Patriots come September. I agree. Yeah, he's going to have to absolutely light it up because – 
right now he's on the outside looking in. I see him as fourth on this depth chart. Yeah, and I just I don't just, I don't yeah. see him having a camp that's gonna say he's gonna compete with Mac Jones one day. Right. And and at that point then Brian Hoyer has more value this year than he does. Yeah, no, because he can mentor and train and, and, right. and train Jones. And to be honest with you, I don't think if, if Jared Stid- say Stidham came out and was absolutely phenomenal in camp. Yeah. Like just completely shocked and blew Belichick and McDaniels away. I don't think that Belichick will care. I don't think that he would be like, well, no, we got to go with Jones because he's a first round pick. I think he's going to go. I mean, he wanted to go with their sixth round pick, Tom Brady, over Drew Bledsoe. Right. Just, you know, yeah. That only reason was Drew Bledsoe just got paid $100 million, which Bill Belichick didn't give him. Robert Kraft gave him. Yes, he did. Yep. Because a lot of people failed to mention a lot, and you and I have been preaching it since we read it, when everybody says, you know, Bill never paid Tom, Robert Kraft negotiated all the quarterback contracts. Every time. And you know what? That's the perfect transition to our next topic. But first, you got to go to everybody's favorite ad, hear about our favorite products over from our friends at manscaped.com. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents, and that is thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, You are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RAYROUTE, that's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H, trim your junk with Manscaped. And we're back. Remember if you got them. Yeah, buddy. 
All right. So for some reason, Robert Kraft always seems to be on TMZ. He does go on TMZ fairly often. But they like follow him around. They hit him at like restaurants and stuff. Yeah, I think they do. They follow everyone around. My favorite was when they caught Belichick outside of a restaurant and he never said a word. Yeah, and he just got in the car yeah. and, he just, yeah. and he just stood there waiting for the car. Yeah, they asked him a million questions. He never responded. See, I think if you see Bill Belichick, you gotta you gotta think of good questions. Yep. Like Bill, what's your favorite sub? What's your favorite Subway sub, Bill? At least he'd probably respect that. Who's the best, you know, seventh round pick of all time? <laughs> I think he'd, yeah, answer. he'd probably answer that. But if you start asking him, like, what do you think of Tom Brady coming back? He'd be like, mm, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat the steak and baked potatoes. Probably, yeah, fully loaded. I like the fat. Oh, man, you know, I brought my dog to the vet today. I brought Jules to the vet. Yeah. This might shock you, but she's uh, she's fat. Really? She's got to lose 10 pounds, yeah. I mean, oh, I know no. you look at me and you see how trim and fit I am, and you, you just think that seems impossible that some that your household would. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, you look at me and I'm just the epitome of male health. And, um, you know, I, I run when I get chased and that kind of thing, <laughs> you know, um, so she's got to lose 10 pounds. She's 94 pounds. We got to get her down to 84. Wow. They say she's going to be, pounds. yeah, they say she's going to get to 120, but really? she's too close to the hundred. Like she's 43 kilos right now. Yep. We got to get her down to like that, that 84 pound mark. So we got to cut out the treats and that kind of thing. Uh. We got her fixed. The thing is she gained 20 pounds in two months, which is a lot. And what we found out today was, which I wish they would have told me at the time is, is after you get them fixed, yeah, it changes their hormones and it's easier for them to gain weight. Oh, they didn't tell us that. Right. And here I am like, and we don't, we feed her like blueberries and strawberries and stuff, but they're full of sugar. Right. That's true. Anyways, as I got good my, as that stuff is for you, it's full of sugar. Anyways, even though I am the epitome of, of male health and physique, um, my, my dog is fat and has to lose weight. <laughs> It happens. And there are people who only know us from the podcast who have no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about me being the uh, male. So for those of you who can see me, shut up. For those of you who can't, I am a chiseled 270 pounds. And I, the I, Rock I, Johnson. I mean, Dwayne calls me for, for workout advice. Let's face he it. He does. Uh, we got a super chat here. I almost got a super tweet uh, from King Cato, also known as Joe, saying Route Carney 2024. Yes, thank yeah. you. We would appreciate your support. I have given up on my NFL career and retired from professional football after 15 years of not being drafted this year so I can focus on my campaign. And yes. uh, we are going to make the Patriots great again. Yes. Now we have another 15 years of presidential campaigning. Uh, I, this could be the rest of my life. Yeah, why not? There's no uh, there's no end in sight, right? You can do it forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so we know, uh, Joshua says make a training plan video. I might. I might. Yeah. I might. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Nation says Ray and his dog on that same diet. Let's be real. Oh, no, no. We're not going to say that. My dog got fat by eating fruit. Because <laughs> okay? fruit is actually very sugary and very fat. And sugar is bad for dogs, and that's what gets them fat. This is beer and cheeseburgers, my friends. 
beer and cheeseburgers. But everybody tell me to lose weight for you. Know I'm not going to lose weight. The coffee There's, should be helping though, right? The what? Coffee's supposed to help you lose weight, I think. Somewhat. Yeah, but not when I like to not when I use it to wash down two Boston cream donuts. <laughs> I guess that's offsetting. Yes. Listen, 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 listen. I am not subconscious about being a fat guy. I hear you. Me neither. At, at all. Yeah, you're kind of round too. You know what I mean? It's, I it's I've put my weight back on. No, not fully. Not fully, I know. No, I watch our old videos. You have not fully put your weight back on. But you definitely, where I had the quarantine 20 or whatever they call it. I think it's the quarantine 10, but I called it the quarantine yeah. 20. Uh, where I had the, I went from, before we went to lockdown, like last April, I was 255. The worst I got throughout this lockdown was like 280 something, like 283. Yep. I'm back down now to 262. So okay. I brought myself down to 262. I actually like I've been exercising a bit, lifting weights. My diet is the biggest problem. Right. Like I'll we'll finish this show. I'll go do an intense like hour lifting workout. I don't do cardio. My cardio is my lifts. I do full bodies. I'll go do like an hour lift. Uh not doing a full body. I'm working legs today. So I'll just go to work legs for like an hour, but then I'll like go upstairs, have a protein shake and uh like ice cream. You yeah. know, <laughs> the ice cream is the problem, Connor. That'll, that that will do it to you, especially. Yes. Uh, I think it's even worse for you when you eat it late at night for whatever it, reason. It is, and I've had like full steak dinners at like eleven o'clock at night. Nice. Where, where like I've cooked <laughs> up a steak. That's my problem. Is I eat late. My eating schedule is so fucked up too, though. Like just because the amount I like when I work, like I don't usually eat dinner till like ten ten thirty at night, and then I right. go to bed at like eleven thirty. So the food just sits in my and it's not healthy food either. Like my wife will make me like like a chicken breast and you know rice and vegetables and then i'll load up the the chicken breast with like barbecue sauce and hot sauce and stuff right and i'll i'll eat it all up and then i'll bring my plate and the vegetables will still be sitting on the plate right? <laughs> that'll do it i drink v8 in the morning you know what v8 is do you have that yeah there? i know v yeah i know v8 yeah it's all the vegetables and vitamins yeah. and all that stuff i buy a can of the van cans of v8 i drink one every morning to make sure i'm getting my vitamins and i take a multivitamin <laughs> to make sure i don't get scurvy nice. that, that's and i eat bananas bananas is like the only fruit that i eat bananas are good for you too they're full of potassium they're delicious yeah there's nothing wrong with bananas tom brady puts bananas in his kale smoothie Ugh. God, I couldn't even. Being healthy sucks. Like it really. Hundred percent. Have you awful. looked at healthy foods? Yeah, it's ter- like, most of it's terrible. I remember I like in my heyday of wanting to work out. You know what I mean? Like, like really wanting to get fit and really wanting to get ripped and everything. And um, I was like watching this video, and this guy's like, "Listen, if it tastes good, spit it out." Yeah, and pretty I'm much. Just, and I'm just like, "Fuck that." <laughs> yeah, like, me too. I'm like, I just want to get, and then I was like, all right, I don't want to get ripped. I want to get big and strong. So I was like, yeah. always, I was always just going for games. How much can I lift? How much can I dead press? How much can I do this? How much can I do that? I still do that. Like I lost, like I've lost everything. I stopped working out for so long. Like my max pushups now are like 45 before I got to stop. Right. Where like I was at like 75 before, um, um, when I'm pushing the bench press here, like the most I'm lifting now is 200. You know what I mean? Like I'm only lifting two. I was at, I was close to like to 300 when I was in my prime. So my goal is, is by the end of the summer is to be pushing 250 on the bench. 
that's, that's my, good, that's my goal. And I want to be able to do f- like three sets of 50 pushups. That's yeah. my, that's my chest goals. Uh, for my legs, I want to be able to dip like 500. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or like not five, like I want to be able to dip like four, 400. You know what I mean? And just cause like, I'm only, I'm only dipping or dip squat. Yeah. What I meant to say, not dip. I'm only squatting like, like 250 pounds right now like i've lost a lot i could probably go more but i'm a little nervous about the pressure i'm putting on my knee because i got i got my whacked out knee so i need to build up my strength in a lot of ways but when it comes to having a slim physique it's never gonna happen (laughs) ever 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 things change as we get older too are you still like are you still lifting or anything like that are you doing anything no not really i gotta get back into it now that we have more time off should be good what's your max bench Oh, I don't know. I used to do it all the time when I was younger. I had I haven't bench pressed anything in five plus years. Okay, I yeah. couldn't even tell you. So, like I said, by the end of the summer, my goal is just to be at, back at. I want to be able to just do a full bar press at two fifty. Yeah, but that's not what you get. Like even like the thing is too is like I'm getting to that age now where like where my shoulder hurts, so it hurts to do flies. That like, too, so, man. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I've had to like reduce the weight because I can fly more than I'm flying. You know what I mean? But it's, I got to reduce my weight because it's just like, it feels like my shoulder is bone on bone whenever I put the weight on there. And then like, even on a straight bench press, now I'm doing like what they call hip press when I'm with the dumbbells, because I can't do a straight like this. It hurts my, it hurts the shoulder too much. So I got to do hip presses to try to do it. Ah, it's yep. just, I love French press. That's easy on my shoulder to work out, you know, to work my, uh, my tries and that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm just trying to get stronger. Uh, I, I'm at the point now. I know I'm not going to get ripped. I'm not going to do cardio and I'm not going to eat healthy. So I'm not going <laughs> to fool myself for me now. It's just about getting stronger. At That's least it's it uh, good self-awareness. Uh, love vibration nation says Ray, everyone is ripped on the inside. Hey, hell yeah. If you got rid of this layer of fat, there's a six pack under this. Everybody That's has right. a six pack. It's whether you can see it or not. My concern is, is I used to go, my stomach is rock hard. Like I'm talking like a year ago, I used to do this and it was rock hard. It was round, but it was rock hard. Very much very offensive liney. It's not rock hard anymore. It kind of hurts the punch now. The, yeah. That was like the, the Vince will fork. Yeah. So the abs have shrunk. But the fat has pushed. It's it's a very it's different for me. At least my stomach used to be hard. It used to be strong abdominal muscles there, just with layers of fat on it. Now it's just layers of fat with weak abdominals. So I got to fix that up. Uh, Joe says, more likely Brady at age fifty or Belichick to seventy seven. Ooh, Belichick to, to seventy seven. Belichick to Brady. Yeah. I don't listen. I will put money down you want to talk about smart money or putting yeah. money down i would put money down that brady does not play till 50 would you take the bet if i said to you about your 50 bucks he doesn't play till 50 no i think there's no chance he plays till 50 i think brady's done very soon i think he has two seasons left maybe three at the absolute max i think belichick definitely has three se- three seasons left i think he i think Bel- brady's more of like two three more years i think belichick's three to five more years so i would say belichick well, hands he down. needs he needs to go seven years if he's i know I, or I, eight I, years I, if he's gonna go to 77 right i honestly think neither i don't think brady will go to 50 i don't think belichick will go to 77 but if i had to pick one i would say belichick 77 what odds would i have to lay down for you to put a bet on brady to play till 50 plus 500 i i, I, I almost wouldn't take it i don't think i would take it Plus a thousand, I probably still wouldn't take it. 
Okay, 77 for Belichick. Would you bet plus 400 That's uh, for 77? That I would consider, but I still probably wouldn't take it. These are some bets. There are bets out there that I see, and I'm like, this is just Vegas like laughing at people. I am 6'1". <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, dude, I'm like, I don't think so here. <laughs> that, I mean, that would be very bad if you were 5'1", and uh, you'd, you'd be in some trouble. My wife is five foot nothing, and I sit down, and I'm almost as tall as her when she's standing up. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a lawn. My height is all torso as well. I got short. I got like a 30 inseam on my leg, but I got a high torso, so I sit high. Listen, I'm fat. Don't think my, all I have is my height, okay, to help me out. Joe over here, he cut you off at a foot. That's a lot. Yeah, he did. He cut me off Jeez. an entire foot. Jeez. Um, Marcus has been tweeting at us and i want to get uh let's go it's his birthday on june 5th i can't find the tweet i'm excited now, that's his birthday coming, on june 5th and, and on june 5th he wants us to sing happy birthday for him oh 100 so we will done deal we will we will we certainly will Lawrence says that the older you get, I don't know how we got into this, guys. We're going to get into the rock <laughs> right now, I promise you. But Lawrence says the older you get, the harder it is to stay in shape. Metabolism begins to slow in your 30s. That's my problem, Connor. Yeah. Yep. Thankfully for me, I have another a couple months. I am 35 years old now. My metabolism sucks. Yeah. So that's what I have to look forward to. David says Ray is right. No way TB makes it to 50. Uh, would never wish an injury on TB, but the older you get, the easier it is to get injured. That too. And just the um, wear and tear over the years. It just adds up, man. 50 years old to play in the NFL, it's just not going to happen. Listen, here's what I say. I'm 35. And when I fall down, I don't get up like I used to. All right. I I just lie there for a little while, and it hurts. You know, um, Injuries when I hurt my knee even three years ago, it, which was a, which was not even my bad knee that I've had multiple surgeries on. It was on my knee. I've never had surgery on before. And I hurt that knee. What I, I did a partial tear to my meniscus, which literally back in the day, I came back from an MCL tear in eight months. You know what I mean? I came back from a partial ACL tear in three. So, you know, and those are major tears to make. I was like, that was the way I healed. I did a right. partial tear on my meniscus, which should have been back in my heyday, a 12 week recovery at the most dude, my knee hurt for a year and a half. Like it took almost a year. And I, I still, to this day, every once in a while that knee will cramp up and I never had issues with that knee before. Um, Charlie says he killed to be 35 again. It's Brent's birthday on the third. So here's what we'll do. We will just sing big birthday celebrations. Just let us know if it's your birthday on our first show in June, and we will do a massive song for all the June birthday. Well, every month at the beginning of every month, we will do a we will do a happy birthday song for all the birthday people of that month because we can't sing happy birthday every show. I mean, otherwise, otherwise it's a concert, and we need a whole different permit for that. All right, listen. So Robert Kraft said he's excited to have Tom Brady coming back to Gillette Stadium. Says they're going to roll out the red carpet, have some welcoming committees. He didn't say welcoming committees, but said he's going to roll out the red carpet. Talked about everything that Tom Brady did for the team. 
They asked him if he's excited about Mac Jones. He said yes, but he focused more on Cam Newton, saying he's more, you know, he's excited about Cam Newton too and Cam Newton playing this season. He's excited about the first game against the Dolphins. You know, kind of played it off a little bit, but he's excited for Tom Brady to return to New England. Let's start with Mac Jones for a second, okay? Because they asked Kraft if Mac Jones would be the starter or Cam Newton, and he basically said, I pay Bill Belichick a lot of money to make those decisions. So Kraft isn't going to get involved with that. In my opinion, there's no way you start Mac Jones until after week four. Yeah. Agree or disagree? I I agree. I think it's a very slim chance that he starts week one. Somebody actually at my work asked me that today, and I was like, dude, that chances of Mac Jones starting week one, in my opinion, are almost non-existent. Like he, Cam Newton would have to be abysmal in uh, training camp or get injured. Other than that, I think it's Cam Newton's job to lose come week one. Yeah, I've said this a thousand times over and over again. If even if Cam Newton is abysmal, Cam Newton has never been Tom Brady's replacement, even though he was looked at as Tom Brady's replacement. He was the bridge quarterback between Tom Brady and the successor. The successor, as it looks right now, is Mac Jones. And playing Mac Jones and Tom, if they were playing Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, that would be a completely different thing. Right. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the way the Patriots are going to do it, they're going to put the big tribute on the board. They're going to retire his number. They're probably going to, I'm coming home. You know, everybody's going to go nuts. He's going to get a standing ovation. The PA announcer who normally says, starting quarterback. Number 12, Tom Brady. For opposing teams, it's going to say, number 12, Tom Brady. Number 87, Rob Gonkowski. Maybe number 11, Julian Edelman. No, probably not that. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? And 84, Antonio Brown. Everybody's going to get this big standing ovation. Everybody's going to be cheering, Brady. You know what's going to happen. Brady, yep. Brady, Brady. Mac Jones is going to hear all that. And he's going to be sitting on the sidelines going, don't throw a pick six. Don't throw a pick six. Don't throw a pick six. You know, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's no zero reason to put Mac Jones in that situation and that type of pressure. Yeah. And at that point, it's still so early in the season. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose the first three games, especially based on the schedule, even if Cam Newton struggles. So at that point, it's still so early in the year. They're not going to be completely out of it yet. It just doesn't make sense to, sh- to go away from Cam Newton at that point. All right. Now, let me throw something out at you. Week four, the greatest quarterback of all time. The quarterback who, no, no, let me be serious for a second. <laughs> okay. Right. The greatest quarterback of all time, the quarterback who elevates his game to the max in the big moments and big games. Yep. We've seen it over and over and over again. It's coming to New England for a meaningless week four game, but we know from an emotional standpoint is going to be huge. Why would we want to make this guy comfortable? That's a good point. Right? I see. I hear this all the time. Don't you dare boo Tom Brady. Don't. Why not try to rattle him a little bit? Tom right. Brady knows he's going to return to Gillette Stadium to the biggest standing ovation in the world. He knows it. What do you think would happen if he runs out expecting the Brady, Brady, and everybody's just booing the shit out of him? 
The only thing with Brady is it might piss him off more. Can he get pissed off enough to on the field right before the game? He doesn't have time to think about it. He has time to look up and why are they booing me? Why are they laying out the red carpet? I would have a pipe burst over his locker before the game started. I'm sure. I'm sure that Belichick could arrange that. I mean, he changes the weather. I mean, he should be able to do that. 25 minutes before the game, Brady's sitting there doing whatever. He's eating avocado ice cream, you know, rocking away. All of a sudden, boom, pipe burst, water comes down. That would be pretty good. That would make it uncomfortable for the game. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just wondering, maybe don't boom. Someone's right. That might just fuel him more. You said it as well. Okay, fine. You know, but do something to rattle him. You know, like, I don't know. Replace his water with tap water. Yeah, I mean, that, w- that would definitely rattle him. You know, he probably doesn't even drink Poland Springs. It has to be like the water straight from God knows where. It's like that Voss water or whatever the heck he drinks. Shout out to Poland Springs, though. Smart water. Shout out to Poland Springs. Poland Springs, absolutely. Poland Great Springs water. Is good. Here's what I think, okay? Here's what I think. Here's what they should do. First of all, fuck with the headsets. I think they should blitz the crap out of them. Well, here's what I want to do, though, okay? Have the Patriots come out before Tampa Bay. Normally, it's customary to let the visitors come out and then, and then the, the home team, right? Yeah. Have the Patriots come out all aboard. Boom, they all come out, right? Have, you know, Tampa makes the tunnel. Have a big sign on the middle of the field that says, Welcome back, Tom Brady. Okay? And then just have Christian Barmore, Davin Gotcha, Matt Judon, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Juwan Bentley, uh, Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, right? Hell with it. Get Vince Wilfork, put him in pads just for this moment and just have them standing there like this with a sign in front of them saying the Tom Brady welcoming committee. And it's just, <laughs> it's just the sackathon. That would be good too. I think Nick Folk should also be out there. <laughs> well, that that's going to, that's going to absolutely just rattle him. He's going to say, oh, no, I'm going up against the greatest kicker in the world. Is is this really Belichick versus Brady, or is this Brady versus Folk? I think Nick Folk already knows he's solidified as one of the GOATs. I don't think it's that big of a game for him. I think Brady probably comes to terms with that as well. So I think it's going to be a little bit of less of a backstory, and it's going to be turned more into Belichick versus Brady. Bruce has the answer. Overinflate the footballs. There you go. <laughs> have that guy go into the bathroom again and do whatever it is he does in there pumped him up this time though yeah no i think the best thing to do game plan wise if i'm playing tampa bay and i'm playing brady i'm running the football yep i'm not i'm not even throwing a pass i'm doing a. am throwing it on third and nothing or third and ten or i'm running on third and ten yep keep him sitting on the sidelines getting frustrated watching the time get chewed up that's what they should do. Yeah, they should they should run the heck out of the ball, kill the clock, keep, not let them on there, and keep blitz them on, the on every play. That too. Yep, run the football and blitz. Did you see what Matt Judon said about him today? I did not know. May not have been today. I'm not sure when he said it, but this came out from uh, Guy Boston Sports. Said Patriots offensive lineback outside linebacker, not offensive. There is no offensive linebacker outside linebacker. Matt Judon says Tom Brady is the toughest player to sack in the NFL. Really. Yes, he, in okay. quote, intentionally grounds the ball every time. Every time I'm about to get a sack on him, he throws the ball away. Mm. 
And Brady is famous for throwing the ball in front of him, but kind of in the direction of like a running back or something. All right. All right. That's true. If you're the Patriots, are you finishing your hit regardless? Yeah, you got to do something, right? If you're Belichick, are you willing to take a roughing the passer penalty? Don't hurt him. You don't want to injure him. But you know that'll rattle him. Yeah, but I don't know if Belichick's going to want to give up 15 yards like that. Because Tom Brady gets pissed and gets played, but when you rattle him by hitting him, he doesn't play better. And we've seen that over the years. He doesn't do well to being constant under pressure. I think as long as they get the pressure on him, let him throw the football away. Don't give him 50. Don't give him 15 yards. Cause then it's going to give him a second chance too. like, if it's third and six and you hit him after the thing, you could get off the field when he throws it at the running back's foot. Okay. Maybe don't, but do you tell your guys finish your hits even at the risk of it? I guess. Yeah. But you got to be careful. Cause I feel like the refs are going to call it, but it's what I'm saying though. Listen, it's, in this modern-day NFL, guys hold up on their hits all the time. Right. So unless you're really sacking him or hitting him right before he throws the football, you're not going to hit it. If you're not hitting him, you're not frustrating Brady. And let's yeah, face they got to get there. they got to hit him. they got to hit him. That's what I'm saying, though. So I'm telling yeah. them, be aggressive. Right. I'm not saying hit him three seconds after the play and try to hurt him, but finish your hit. You know what I mean? Like, if he gets rid of that football, unless it's a full second, you keep going. You right. might get flagged, but you got to rattle him. You got to put him on his ass. You got to, because if he's just back there getting rid of the football and not being hit, he's going to start finding the pockets. He's going to start hitting Evans. He's going to start hitting Godwin. There's going to come times that the offensive line holds up. There was times in 2019, his final year in New England, where he was seeing ghosts a little bit. Yeah. Because the offensive line was so horrible and he was throwing the ball away. He was just chucking it down the middle of the field for no reason because he was just afraid to get hit. Unless you put that fear into him, he'll just stand in that pocket and he'll eventually start picking the Patriots apart, even with how great their secondary is. Right. Yeah, they need, they need to get pressure. And you need to finish your hits. Yeah. And and you may draw a penalty or two out of it. And I think you almost have to just accept that if you're going to put that kind of pressure. That's basically Pittsburgh's game plan. Right. I mean, if they had an offense that could have backed up that defense, they could have went far this year. And their basic yeah. game plan is follow through on your hits, get the sacks, and you know what? You're going to get called for penalties from time to time. Right. Would you as a fan be upset if you saw them hitting Brady hard? No, I think that they're going to blitz the heck out of him. I think that's the plan. That's what they need to do. They need to put pressure on him. They need to hit him. They need to sack him. If they don't, they're probably going to lose. They need If the Patriots don't get pressure and they don't sack him, it's going to be tough. I think if they get pressure and they hit them and they sack them, they're going to win. I think they're going to win pretty easily. Love Vibration Nation says, let's play the scenario where Cam beats Brady again. Cam undefeated against Tom. What would everyone in the media do if the Pats rise to the occasion? I've already said this is a non-win for the Patriots. That's my opinion on this lease. I may have said it on Patreon. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. My opinion on everything, though, is if Tom Brady wins the game, the narrative amongst the media, amongst the Patriots fan base, amongst everybody is going to be Tom Brady is fully responsible for the dynasty. Yeah. Bill Belichick had nothing to do with it. Right. And this week four game plus Brady Super Bowl with Tampa Bay has now proved it. If the Patriots win, there's going to be an excuse train. Yeah. 
We're going to hear that week four is a meaningless game. That means nothing. Bill Belichick got lucky. Bruce Arians lost this game for Brady. Let's see who makes the playoffs. Let's see what happens if they meet in the Super Bowl. No matter what happens, the Patriots cannot win this game, whether they win or lose on the field. Yeah, the storyline will will continue. Then regardless, even if they do win, like you said, they'll be like, all right, well, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. We'll see who wins the Super Bowl. Brady already won the Super Bowl last year. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Patriots, especially in that sense. Yep, if the Patriots win, it's it's going to be one game doesn't mean anything. If the Patriots lose, it's going to be C, Tom Brady is better than Bill Belichick. He's the reason for the dynasty. Done. So at the end of the day, you can't win this game if you're the Patriots. That's the whole thing. Would it be a little bit funny that Brady can't beat Cam Newton? A little bit. That'd make him him 0-3 against Cam. Yeah. Right? Like he's 0-2 against Eli in Super Bowls. It would also take a record away from Brady that I think would upset him. What's that? Well... If he wins, I think he's only like the fourth or fifth player in NFL history to beat or quarterback in NFL history to beat all 32 teams. Oh, really? Yeah. If he beats the Patriots, I think it's like him. It'd be him, Breeze, Favre, and a couple other guys. Peyton, I think. Peyton. Nice. And what, like he's only going to be the fourth or fifth uh, quarterback to beat all 32 teams if he beats the Patriots. So it'll right. be another record. If he loses to the Patriots, he'll be 0-3 against Cam, plus he'd never beat the Patriots. Uh, King Cato says, what if Brady wins and loses? What if Brady wins and loses it to Bill in the Super Bowl? Well, that'll be a way different story way down the line in the Super Bowl. But then it's going to be an astronomically, this storyline is going to be pennies in the amount of money you're going to pay to go to this astronomically high ticketed price game is going to be nothing if the Patriots and the Buccaneers meet in the Super Bowl. The thing is, for the next 13 weeks after week four, we're going to have to hear about, trust me, trust me, even if this is what happened, it'll be Bruce Arians' fault if they lose. Just like any of the Super Bowl losses was never Tom Brady's fault. It was always somebody else's fault. Even I've done it. I've blamed Asante Samuel for for the perfect season. Yeah. Remembering that the Patriots' offense had set records that year scored, what, 14 points? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody blames the offensive line, not Brady, right? Brady doesn't get blamed for anything. He really doesn't. Brady doesn't get blamed for anything. He gets the credit when the credit happens, but he doesn't get blame. Nothing? No. I mean, yeah, we we go over the same things. Um, I think... In this situation, if they do go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be an astronomical thing. They're going to they're going to spin it either way at the end of the Super Bowl as well. If the Buccaneers do play, even if Brady even if Brady loses, they'll say, "Oh, Brady went to two Super Bowls in a row." It, it doesn't matter. I don't think that Belichick can win no matter what happens. Exactly. Belichick, the Patriots could beat him Week Four and beat him in the Super Bowl, and they'd Be- say Brady made it the Super Bowl two years in a row. Yes, that, so it doesn't that's it. it. Just does it just doesn't matter. That's my opinion. It just yep. doesn't matter. That's it. So it's at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know what exactly. I mean? It, it is what it is. 
Um, if you're a Patriots fan, are you going to take, are you really going to take satisfaction in beating Brady? You know, I just want them to win the Super Bowl, man. I don't care who they play. They can play the Packers, the Saints, the Jaguars, if they switch to the NFC. That's the thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, how much satisfaction would really come out of beating Brady week four? Not much. No, we may have a good time that night. Yeah, it'll be a fun night. We'll come do the post game. It'll be a story until Wednesday. Yeah, you know yeah, we'll do we'll do over. the we'll do the pregame with postgame Sunday night. We'll do the podcast Monday. We'll talk all about it. By Thursday, we're going to be talking about the next game. Hundred percent. Yeah, it'll be it'll be behind us. It's going to be astronomical anticipation, like week one's week two, week three, and then once it goes off week four, I feel like before week five even starts, it's just going to be an afterthought. It's going to be over. Unless they lose. And then our chat is going to be full of Bella fraud and, and that kind of thing. So that's true. That that's the thing about it. And, and, and it's, again, it's, I don't want to say I don't care, but I, I already think it's blown out of proportion. The fact is we're talking about it again. Right. Um, we're going to, we're going to, it's may now we're going to get it the next three, four months until it happens. Five yeah. months, five months, whatever it is. Like I'm looking at the Patriots schedule now, starting week one. Like there's going to be anticipation, but we have two rival. We have two AFC East games to start the start the season. Yeah. Then we host new Orleans, which is going to be a tough enough game. And then we have Tampa Bay. So I don't even know if I'm going to think about Tampa Bay until after the new Orleans game. No, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough start to the season. I mean, and Miami's Miami week one's is hard. Miami's game. a big game. That's a must win for the Patriots. Yeah, it's a very tough game out the se- out the gate. Yeah, because you don't want to be you don't want to be 0-1-1 to Miami having to go week seventeen to Miami where the Patriots no. lose in the best of times, let alone right. the worst of times. You want to be one and zero against Miami. You don't want to lose to the Jets. Right. And I think New Orleans is a game you have to win. Like, I think that when heading into week four, now you've predicted the Patriots are going to beat Tampa Bay early. Mm-hmm. I predicted that Tampa Bay is going to win. Regardless of which way you go, I think you 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 almost need to be, if you're the Patriots, 3-0 and heading into that game, considering what the AFC is. Like, I know everybody keeps saying they're easily a wildcard team at seven, but I don't see how they're easily a wildcard team. When I list other teams that are in the division, I, I to me... I don't see how they're a guaranteed wild card. Like that's what I keep hearing is, well, the Patriots are, are, you know, they're pretty much guaranteed a wild card. And I'm like, there are a lot of good teams in the AFC. Yeah. It's the, like uh, the, the Ravens. Yeah. I, let me just say this and tell me in your mind, are these playoff contenders? Yeah. Okay. The Ravens. Yep. The bills. Yes. The Bengals. Not really. The Colts. Yep. The Dolphins? Dolphins, potentially. The Chiefs? Chiefs, yep. You, first of all, you know if Tua performs, the Dolphins are a better team than the Patriots this year, right? Like if Tua is really paper. good. Yeah, if Tua is really good. The Browns? The Browns, yep. They'll make the, they should make the playoffs, yeah. Okay, Jacksonville? No. No. The Patriots? Yep. The Raiders? Maybe. The Steelers? Steelers, yeah. 
The Titans. Titans gonna are gonna be right around that. Chargers. Chargers maybe. Ten teams. Yeah. Ten yeah, teams. Seven out of those ten will make it. Yeah. Obviously. But what I'm saying is, is that doesn't guarantee me a wild card spot in my eyes. No, they have to go out there and play well. They can't just assume that they're automatically going to make it. This isn't 2011 where they're just going to roll over the weak AFC East anymore. It's those are days of the past. That's not going to happen this season. No. Joe says the Pats need wins versus Chicago, Green Bay, and New York in February. Ah, uh, whoever they whoever they play in February, I want them to beat. They don't play Chicago and Green Bay in February. Oh, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sorry. If they those make it to the Super Bowl, I want them to beat whoever it is at this point. Now I get it, though. Those are the three teams. Yeah, they, they lost to. Yeah, I don't remember. I wasn't born yet for Chicago. In Green Bay, I don't remember too well. I was born in 86. I was born after. I was born that summer after nice. they lost to the Bears. Or maybe it was, yeah, whatever. I get it now, though. They just got to beat whoever. Yeah, exactly. So, whoever yeah. it is, I don't care. I think there is a possibility. I think there's a possibility that the Patriots can be a wild card team. I, I wouldn't put the lock in that a lot of Patriot fans are holding right now. I think there's a lot of good teams, even with 11 wins, Connor. And I know you have them between 11 and 12 wins, but even with, I don't know if 11 wins is good enough. 11 wins with that extra game is going to be borderline. Yeah, because. Well, last year, 10 games didn't get you in, right? Right. Yeah, so this year it might be 12. Yeah, especially with that extra game. Yeah. Like, you might need 12 wins to get in. 11 games might be tight, or you're going to be in it. You might be, if it is 11 games, you're in a tiebreaker situation. Right. Right. That's probably what it will boil down to. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be it, it's it's going to be a tough year. Again, in what is still in my mind a transition year for the Patriots. Right. Guys, I'm still, to me, and this isn't me trying to be super negative. This is me actually being positive. I still see this Patriots team as a 2022 team. Yeah, Mac Jones takes over. If we still exist in 2022 here on Dear Pats Nation, which I'm hoping we do, but if we're talking about going into the 2022 season, I'll probably have the confidence that Connor has now, if that makes sense. Hopefully. Because I still believe that it's going to take a while for, even though they've all been practicing together, for Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne to learn the system. I think it's going to take a while for Jonu Smith to really learn the system. I, you know, on defense, Jalen Mills, uh, all the rookies and all the that are going to be, you know, big parts. But I still think that there's a transition period for the Patriots. I don't think they're there yet. 2022 is my year. I'm okay with that, right? And I think everybody should be. I think that... Um, uh, hold on just one second. Fuck you. Um, don't tell me to shut up on my podcast. Um, yeah, uh, that's just it. That's just me. It's, uh, sorry. Someone told me to shut up. That's why I said, fuck you. Um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, 2022 would be fine. And, uh, if they make the playoffs this year, great. I hope they do. I'm not rooting against them, but to me, I'm fine if they don't in, in 2021 because I still think there's a transition year ahead of us. Right. Now, hopefully, Mac Jones is going to be the future. Yeah, and then you're talking future quarterback. Talking, right? you know, five years of them making the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah, so, you know, it's May 17th, guys. May 17th. By July, I might have them going 15-2. and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By August, 17-0. and 0. By week two, 0-17.
yeah. depending on how the Miami games go. Sounds uh, like that guy, uh, James Stewart from Twitter. Yeah, well, and what I, I've been saying, I don't want to see Mac Jones step on the field this year. Yeah. Right? I want him to take a year. Um, no, I, I might be by week three. I might be like, why is Mac Jones not? But re-sign Jared Stidham. Put let Brian Hoyer have a chance. It's it is what it is, guys. It's football. We need to have fun with it. That's right. That is correct, Connor. Yes. Tell me about those Patriots. They're gonna be legit, kid. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation loyalty club members over at patreon.com slash DPN sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left a link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Dear Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Dear Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. 